Definitely doesn't sound like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Geek Chew. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And this week we're going to be talking about a couple of new DC series. Uh, one is Constantine the Hellblazer, and the other is Gotham Academy, which actually isn't quite new. It's just started its second arc, I think. But So, but before we get into that, um, you have anything? Um. For our weekly recap? You're so cute. Um, I don't know. I've been watching some TV during the day. The Bachelorette, again. Um, There's a new show I'm interested in called Unreal. It's on Lifetime, which I usually don't, you know, check out what's on there. But I heard about it on a podcast that I listened to, and it sounded really interesting to me. Especially since I am a Bachelorette fan slash Bachelor fan. Um, and it's about, like, it's a, a fictional behind-the-scenes reality show about, you know, the, with the same concept as The Bachelor. Um, but there's that. We went to the comic book shop with the kids, which I always like to do. Just because, you know, it encourages their love of comics, I think. For them to go in and look around. And our comic book shop has cats. So. Yeah, a couple of cats just wandering around or just yeah. sitting around. They're pretty big cats. Yeah. But. Yeah, we had a couple of weeks worth of comics to purchase and get caught up on. But I don't know. I, I've been catching up on some TV too. The uh, mostly Veep and Silicon Valley, which. Uh, are both really funny, really good. Um, Silicon Valley took me a couple episodes. I think it took them a couple episodes to really find their groove. There there's nothing wrong with the first couple episodes, but, um, it just took me a while to get, get back to it. And, um, you know, when I finally did, uh, um, a couple episodes in on the second season now, and it's, it's really funny, really, um, entertaining. And it's, you know, a Mike Judge series and um Veep is one of those shows I'm always hearing that it's one of the funniest shows on TV and it's, it is pretty good. Yeah, they also um they announced that The Punisher is going to be on season 2 of the Daredevil Netflix series. Oh, really? Yeah, they cast um John Bernthal. Who? Yeah, he's the guy from uh he was Shane and the Walking Dead. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he's got one of those faces. He's been in a lot of stuff, I think. But and, season finale of Game of Thrones tonight. That's true. I'm not going to get to watch it live. Yeah. Are you going to go ahead and watch it without me? I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I, mean, I can't watch it. If we don't watch it separately, we're not going to watch it. Probably well, I can watch till, it when I get home tonight. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I also, yeah, (laughs) Um, there was a a trailer out for the Martian, 
which I thought. Oh yeah, yeah. Looked, it looks really good. It does good. look good. I like Matt Damon too. Yeah, it's a really good trailer. It's I, I find it interesting when they do different things with trailers because it was like three and a half minutes long, and uh, I wonder what their um, the decision making behind you know just instead of doing like the regular two two and a half minute trailer, they just wanted to put all that extra stuff out there. I mean, it's a really effective trailer. It got me very interested. It's based on that best-selling novel, which neither one of us has read, but, um, that looks good. Yeah. And, um, I finally, finally did it. I made it through multiversity. I read all eight issues. I didn't buy the guidebook issue, which was somewhere in the middle there. So there's technically nine issues, but that wasn't like a, a story. Um, and I, overall, I thought it was pretty good, you know. you have a favorite? Well, I mean, it was, I liked um, a lot of the stories. The way the, the way it set it up is, you know, there's Multiversity Issue 1, and then it's kind of bookended by Issue 2, and it's got this meta stream running through the rest of the issues. Um, I mean, Multiversity is exactly what it sounds like, multiple universes, in in the DC comics continuity. And, um, I don't know. Grant Morrison has a lot of like really great ideas. And a lot of people think some of it, I think is a little bit too pretentious. And I kind of got some of that where, I mean, like the comic books that you're reading are in the, right. The books themselves. And, um, and they, they reference how meta this is in the book. Like they talk about how meta. So it's the, like very know. self-aware. Yeah. It's like obnoxiously. So a little yeah. bit. Okay. And, but there were, I did like specific issues that were in between, you know, it's each, each issue that runs between the, the first and second issue, um, is supposed to be set up to be like a number one issue for another series. Um, and there were some really good ones, you know, Pax Americana, which is supposed to be one of the best comic book issues, I guess, of, of the year. And it was good. It was Frank Quietly, and I like his, his art. Um, the Just was interesting in that it's, um, like the kids of all these superheroes, mm-hmm. and the world is kind of, it's kind of set up like a reality show. I don't know. It's, we don't have to go into all of them, but right. I like the Master Men too, which is Jim Lee. Um, I um, I'll have to pick it up this week now that things have gotten settled a little bit with Jacob in therapy. He's gotten through his first week, and I'll be able to just let them do their thing more and not, you know, pay attention as much. I can just like sit down and get through some comic books. And I'll try to get through that this week too. It was interesting. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we collected all the issues as they were coming out, and I just Set I couldn't them aside for later. I couldn't get into it one at a time. I figured just plow through all of them at once, and um, but it was good. And so, Heroes Con is, I guess, next weekend, mm-hmm. which is probably the worst thing about moving away from South Carolina, or the only bad thing, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a couple of other things, but yeah. I'd yeah. say that's pretty high up there on the bummer scale. Yeah, it was uh, it was really fun last year when we went. So 
you know, just seeing some of the news because I still follow their, their Twitter feed and see all the people that are coming and announcements and Stanley is going to be there. But made me look for some of the cons around San Antonio, which Alamo city comic con looks like it might be pretty fun. That's coming in September. So we'll have to check that out. Stanley's going to be there as well. Um, which would be really cool, but you know, I think in order to to go see him, in order to see him, you need to get the three day, like VIP $370 pass. And that's just not going to happen. So (laughs) it's a little bit out of our, our price range, I think, but, um, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, I had like a lot of things written down just cause I took a few days off this week as the kids were kind of transitioning into summer. So I had a lot of time to kind of poke around the internet and just see things that or find things that, you know, probably wouldn't have found otherwise. But, um, one of those things was the, um, you know, post convergence DC universe, the 44 titles that they're going to be putting out, mm-hmm. um, comic book resources had, a all these eight page previews collected in one place, uh, of all the new series that are, that are coming out. Uh, and there were just some, I think they're all different, um, than the actual first issues that are going to be put out because they had like the eight page preview for Constantine, but it was not from that first issue that we just read the one we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about today. So I guess that's, Go to places I need to just start talking about Constantine, the the Hellblazer. Yeah, let's go ahead. So issue number one of the Hellblazer just came out this week, uh, written by Ming Doyle and James Tinian the Fourth, with art by Riley Rosmo. And um, I don't know, it was something we've been looking forward to because yes, you know. Um, it's not like we're buddies, but we met Ming Doyle at Heroes Con last year and got to hang out with her for a little oh, while with some of our other friends. And we'd kind of followed her stuff before that anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and this is her first series as a as a writer. She's co-writing. Right. Um, something else interesting. I, I'd seen, you know, her and James Tinian the fourth were supposed to also be working on their the DC's Dark Universe series. They had to drop that and concentrate on. Um, just the Hellblazer, but, um, I really like the first issue. Uh, I, I didn't realize Riley Rossmo, like his art looked familiar, but he, he worked on, um, Rasputin, that image comics. Series. Yeah. You know, I'd we gotten the, the first, first one. I never read it. It was good. It was, um, I mean, the art was good. I liked the art in that. And, you know, one of the things I'd said, even just in some of the previews we looked at was that the art looked really good in, in this yeah, Constantine book. Like, like the kind of style that you gravitate towards, I think. Yeah. Me too. I like it a lot. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. So I thought the first issue was, was really good. Um, mm-hmm. did a good job of kind of reintroducing the character. Right. And I'm not really sure what happened at the end of the like original Hellblazer, which ended what the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I, I do wish I had more of a history on, um, our comicsology account, like the first couple, maybe, uh, volumes, I believe 
that I picked up when they were having a sale, but I just never went back to like open them up and read them just because of time and then uh, procrastination. So, but that's definitely something on my queue to read. Um, but I originally, we liked the, the yeah, new we, Constantine book that came out. In the new 52, we, we stuck with originally. it for a couple arcs. And then it just sort of fell off for me. Yeah. But, I just didn't really. Yeah. We just didn't stick with it. Um, but, you know, I thought, uh, I did read a, an interview. There wasn't, I didn't find too many articles or anything on this, the new series, but I did see that, uh, one interview with the writers and they were talking about how they wanted to kind of restore Constantine to, um, what he was, uh, originally. And in that Hellblazer series, um, kind of drop off some of the bag, you know, characters as they just drag on for years, they just get more and more things attached to them, I think. Right. But, um, they wanted to kind of take them back. Uh, and I didn't even know we had Hellblazer mm-hmm. books in our comicsology, So probably have to go look at those as well. But, um, yeah, I thought, you know, in the first issue, they did a good job uh, just kind of, kind of outlining the the cost of being John Constantine, what his powers and what he deals with and- on a uh, he's not a superhero, I guess, but on a supernatural level. Yeah, he's and, more of like an anti-hero. Yeah, and just the cost of, of people who are associated with him as well. Right, because I, I think was, um, like the driving thing in his character is self-preservation, you know, um, that comes at the cost of other people who, and I don't think that it, I mean, it definitely weighs on him as well, you know, but ultimately he is who he is and, you know, but, um, I like a lot of the things that they did with the character. I like the, uh, I mean, there was, I I thought there was a lot to like in the first issue, but, Mm -hmm. The uh, the cold open there, that first splash page was was pretty good. They never yeah. really um, explain why he's in that situation. No, and it doesn't but even matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I just thought it was a, a good way to open the book and kind of introduce um, the way he influences people around him. And, and then also discuss the repercussions of that, yeah. Yeah, I like the... Um, fancy credit card he hands the yeah. <laughs> me too that made me laugh um uh, i think one of my favorite pages was the the big layout of um the different circles of yeah the two-page spread yeah and um how it it took me a minute even though there were little arrows pointing but you know you just automatically read from left to right and then left to right but it goes down in the direction that they're walking and up it points that way, obviously. I mean, it didn't take me very long, but I just thought that that was um, interesting. And also the the conversation isn't completely linear. You know, time passes in between what they're saying in each panel. And um, yeah, I thought that was fun. And it's it, cool, original, I don't know. Yeah, they described it as an immersive theatrical interpretation of Dante's Nine Circles of Hell from the Inferno. Yeah, um, I I mean, that was really cool. Like, yeah. Just really cool. Yeah. And they had all these, I mean, it's, it's not like a, a brothel, right? It's just like a, a place where it's like hedonism. people can partake in 
Hedonism, yeah. <laughs> um, is because I'm not like that familiar with John Constantine as a character, uh, you know, like his sexual preference and like is that like a new thing with him That's, being sort of I don't know, but know? I had that written down too. They have this whole they have like a two two and a half page bar scene where it's just him and this bartender and. Um, totally flirting it up and then yeah. he goes and you know and then hooks up with they this. use that scene to introduce this other demon and yeah it was and she even says something about um i mean i think it just kind of sets him up as down for anything in that regard yeah just that like you know i mean because she's not even really human right there so um you know so yeah i, did, I think I, that's interesting about his character it's fluid i like that yeah um, and then, you know, they go from in the beginning of the book, all the ghosts that kind of follow him around to also that two page bar scene kind of sets him up as like, anytime he tries to distance himself from that supernatural world finds in, him anyway. yeah. so, and, and that demon kind of draws him into this right conflict that is, she feels a conflict that she wants his help with to benefit her. But Right. And I mean, I don't think that that part of the storyline was subtle, you know, um, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't see what was coming at the end of that issue and that part of the story, I think you probably just weren't paying attention because um, I wasn't surprised. But, um, you know, it's it sets you up by distracting you away from the bigger picture of what's going on in the larger narrative arc. Um, which totally fooled me, you know, like I didn't see that. I was like, Oh, you know, like you, it, all these ghosts, you know, hint, you know, he's hinting at like, usually when I tell them to leave me alone, they leave me alone, quit, you know, like, um, it's like little things, but you're distracted by this other story that's going on. So, um, I liked that. Cause yeah, I, was I thought like, it was oh. set up really well. Just yeah. the whole issue. Um, right. Because I was like, oh, well, that's kind of obvious. And then I was like, oh, no, I totally got sucked in, you know, to this other story. I, I like that, the yeah. layered um, stuff. So and yeah, I, I the, thought um, the art style fits the kind of story. It's kind of grimy, I guess, is what I would describe it as. Yeah. So yeah. What do you think about it? That's what I was, um, was going to ask you, how you would have described the artwork because i mean it's definitely got almost like a newsprint quality yeah I mean, a well, lot I mean, of the shading even, is you know just sort of like the yeah the dots but pop art yeah, dots the do- almost yeah, but but they're like not um circles they're little you know sort of undefined shape yeah and I, I like the um the how expressive it is you know just like i said earlier when we were talking about it, just the um the incantation when he hits that part and he's just like, um, and you can see his face. This is, you know, that takes a, a fake lot panic, of, but yeah, that's a lot of skill for me. To, I mean, like to, like that impresses me a lot because it takes a lot of skill for other people to be able to do that. And like, um, nuance, you know, um, just, and I know that this is unrelated really, but like with Jake's stick figures, for example, you know, like he, can put a lot of expression in the face just, and he does it so quickly with, 
you know, just a couple of dots in the mouth and maybe some eyebrows and like just where he places them in the like stick figure circle of a face and you know exactly what's going on and the emotions or where they're looking and and like that's just impressive to me because I can't really do that and he seems to do it with just like natural instinct, right? And so artists who have in books who've been able to like really communicate that because that page, you know, I went back and looked at that face it's only half of his face you know um at that part that you mentioned and i'm like you really do see it but it's not you know like there's a whole lot of line you know like with tiny little bits of like all the wrinkles and whatever in his face to like show that it's very um clean i guess is the way yeah Um, you know it's simply done but like perfect i like that too so yeah, I also, like, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with another word to describe it. It just looks, the artwork looks, I, like, wrote down, like, foreign or European. I mean, the guy's from Canada, I, but <laughs> that's not, like, and and then I thought about it some more, and I, I couldn't tell if maybe it was just the, the, um, the fashion, like, mm. like the, high boots and skinny pants and the jacket that he wears and, and, you know, and, and, you know, Constantine is what from he's British or whatever. He's not an American. Yeah. Sometimes he sounds Australian, but I don't know. What do you mean? Um, just in the way that he's written, he always sounds Australian to me. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. Well, I think you're projecting that because like, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. He definitely doesn't sound, definitely doesn't sound like Keanu Reeves. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so, um, I don't know. Did you have anything else on Constantine? I, Not really. I'm excited to, to read more of it though. I like it. I'm definitely on board. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was, it was good. And, um, I don't know. Our other book was Gotham Academy, which, which is one of my favorite things that we're reading right now. I love it. Yeah. So it was, much. um, I mean, it must've started eight to nine months ago, maybe. Um, it came out with a couple other series at the same time that were just kind of, um, part of a larger Gotham world where, Mm -hmm. you know, the characters, the main characters of like, you know, Batman and all that are on the peripheral tangential. Yeah. To, um, to these series, but this was the only one we picked up because I mean, it just, it looked, Fun. Looked good. Looked interesting. Yeah, the the artwork. Um, Almost cartoonish. Which I yeah, love. it's definitely got like a, an anime kind of influence, and in it it almost looked they almost look like animation cells. Yeah. The uh, the way it's drawn, but and the colors. Yeah, and it's, it's not like um, it's not like a it's like fun and light the story, but it's not like a. I mean, there is like that like undercurrent of darkness. I love it. It's like really good good combo. Yeah. So this one is actually, it's got co-writers as well. It's got Brendan Fletcher and Becky Cloonan and, and the art that we were already talking about was, is Carl Kirschel. So, uh, it's up to issue seven just came out. I couldn't tell if issues, the first six issues were the first arc and then issue seven kind of felt like a one shot. I don't know if it was. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's the beginning and the end of a story. I don't know if it's going to, um, like if some of that stuff is going to 
like be hinted back to, but I don't necessarily think any of that's going to be part of the larger picture. You know, the main character, Olive, isn't even really in it. She's just mentioned a couple of times, but we know that like it's setting up for something else going on. Um, yeah. Know, in the next, you know, story. So the first arc, like you said, it, it's um, centered on that Olive character. She's on the cover of the first issue with her uh, younger buddy Maps, and um, it picks Who's up my favorite character probably yeah. like in comics right now. I just <laughs> love her so much. It uh, the first issue picks up at the beginning of Olive's second year, and um, the storyline kind of is there's this event that happened over the summer that kind of traumatized her and she's um, it's alluded to through the first arc and mm-hmm. it kind of details come to bear as, as it goes on. And she has this intense, intense hatred for, for Batman as well, right. which, which is, is also, you know, like you want to like, not like someone for not liking Batman, but like, you just can't help but like her, especially when you learn like the reasons why. Yeah. And anytime she sees the bat signal up in the sky, she's like, she like oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy, this guy again. Um, but yeah, I don't, the, uh, the first, the first arc spends a lot of time just kind of unpacking the secrets of this school, Gotham Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's where, pretty much the whole series takes place in the school. It's uh-huh. um, kind of almost like a Hogwarts kind of place. It yeah, seems. it does. It, uh, yeah. It's sort of reminiscent of that for me too. And it's got like the series, I think um, so far does a really good job of kind of balancing this um, mysticism and supernatural stuff with, um, you know, reality, reality and, does a um does a good job keeping some of that ambiguous i think mm-hmm. whether i mean some of it is revealed you know to either be real or or not but um i don't know let's talk about maps okay okay i love her so much because she's a young girl who's just like starting out at the school and she lives in this world that's not quite real and not like like she like you can't tell if she's like talking about a game like a video game or if she's talking about like her life and like you know she's always talking about parties of but she doesn't she means like her party of of people who she leads into battle or you know adventure and so she's very adventurous but you don't think of her as being like dumb or like really not being able to distinguish between what's real and what's not real. Um, she's like so spunky and I just, um, like she's trusting, but not naive. And I love that she's like a little weirdo who comes prepared for like adventure and just thinks that everything's awesome. And is just like all in for whatever is going on. And I mean, I especially liked this, like the one shot with Damian Wayne, like, cause it just like, you really just get to see her personality and like how she's just like, you know, like magic could be real. You know, I, I don't know. She's just, she's the best. No. Yeah. Yeah, I like when she's like um, digging around in her bag and 
pulls out this flashlight, flashlight. like it's the <laughs> ready. <laughs> she's ready to go for anything. Yeah, she's definitely fun because she's um, she's just a really confident yes. character in in who she is, and um, she's not like interested in the stereotypical preteen or teen girl stuff. Yeah, and she's inquisitive. Which yeah. is and she I mean she draws maps. Her name's in the her name in the book is Mia, but they call her maps because she, she draws, draws all maps. these maps. And so like it's really funny in this one shot that I liked is that, you know, there's some sort of weird thing going on and um you know, she writes her name on a piece of paper with Damian Wayne's name, like maps me Miyazuki or something. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember exactly. Um, and plus Damien Wayne, but not like as it like you know like the typical girl way, which would be like you know, love forever or whatever. But right. she's it's like, a team up. Yeah. yeah, she's like, this would be the best team up. We would be so cool, like adventuring together because he's got these skills and I have these skills. You know, um, I just like that makes me laugh, and it's just so. Um, Great. Like, it's great to have that kind of female character. It makes me really, really happy. Like, yeah, I like the, um, I liked issue seven with, with Damian Wayne. It, it, it still, it doesn't, it continues to like, um, skirt that line between the supernatural and scientific explanation kind of things with mm-hmm. this industry, uh, curse well. or, yeah, it's, and then they, you know, give the backstory to this um, quill and the power it's supposed to have, or is it, you know, some avian flu thing? Right. Um, but I, I don't know. I, you know, but then it does leave it open ended. It's yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's well done. And then, you know, at the end of the first arc, they um, have kind of formed this little detective team. Um, Yep. Or they call it pizza team or something. I don't remember because I, I didn't get a chance to go through all of it, um, you know, to reread. It's been a little while. But, yeah, I mean, I like that. They are all, you know. Yeah, it kind of sets up um, these characters are going to continue to work together. dig into the secrets of the school and, and s- some kind of connection between the Academy and Arkham Asylum. And um, I don't know. And Olive's cool secret. Right. Which I thought that was interesting that she actually seems to have some kind of um, mystical power inside of her. Because that's or not... Or it could be explained by science. Because it is like, right. you know, yeah. like, it's the it's the world of Gotham City where we have like the crazy it, characters who fall yeah, into vats of poison and, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's the thing I was, I was thinking you know, it, it is a Gotham book. And while there's a lot of, you know, comic book stuff going on in the city, it's not a series that, uh, has a lot of that mystical or not. It's not a, a place, you know, Batman and his villains. There's not a lot of, um, super powered stuff going on in that city. Right. It's mostly crazy people doing, um, Crazy people things. Yeah, crazy people things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's very good, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. But me too, a lot. I I love it. I love the art. I like the 
the pattern on the skirts being like I don't even yeah, it's know just, that there's it looks a, like it's kind of just superimposed with yeah, like some it's kind of just computer. There. It's kind of it reminds me of that show Chowder where like all of the you know they walk across but the the characters move but the pattern on their clothing doesn't. No, you know it's like it's behind them and they're walking in front of it. I don't know. It's that's fun. I like that because it it um. I mean, it emphasizes sort of the cartooniness of the of the drawing. Um, I like how certain things are outlined, which you know pulls them out of the page. Did you notice? Uh, you know, there there's on um, in the first issue they're running through. This is probably one of my favorite splash pages ever, where it's like an the the overview, overview of of the campus and then there's the the what's going on in different windows with different characters and, and so little clues about what's going on with people and how they're important and, and where they are and then their little path of where they're running and it's like a I mean it's pouring rain but like there's like a little loop before they actually go in the building like maps is just you know, mm-hmm. like, do do do. I'm gonna take a little quick spin real fast here. I, it's just neat. Um, I like that a lot, a lot, a lot. So, yeah, I do just like the humor of, um, I think in the book too, the, the writers. Um, and I, I want to, you know, check out more of their stuff. There's, you know, um, I know Fletcher writes on um, Batgirl. Is Clunan mm-hmm. on that too? I don't, I, I think don't it's. Know. I don't think so, but um, the the kind of newer Batgirl series that the first volume is is about to come out. We wanted to catch up um, on that with uh, Bab Star doing the art, and he's also going to be writing uh, this Black Canary series that's coming out post convergence with Annie Wu doing the art mm-hmm. from you know Hawkeye. Um, she does a lot of the Kate. Hawkeye stuff from the Fraction series. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess that's all I had on Gotham Academy. Yeah, but. there's nothing I don't like about it. <laughs> I mean, there really is. I'm always excited to read it as soon as it's like it's. There are a few books that like I will be like, oh, I'll pick that up later because I'm doing something else. Uh, I mean, there are lots of books that I'll pick it up later and fewer that um, where as soon as we have it, I, I want to you know, get my hands on it and just like sit down and, and take the 20 minutes or so that it takes to read it. So, um, this is like one of those that I just super love. Yeah. Love, love. So if that's it, then what's your, um, what's your notable? For I'm the really week? excited about my notable and it took me a little while to find it. And I was like, you know, what is something like, what's a different direction that I can, cause a lot of times I just, think about like, okay, what did I do this past week that caught my interest? And so I found this one. I'm very excited about it because I am not a video game person. I like to watch other people play video games, but I'm so terrible at it that um, I get frustrated. It's always been like that since the NES came out and we had Super Mario Brothers and I just ended up trying it a couple of times and then just being like, I suck and I don't don't like not being good at things. So there's this fun new app and it's actually free right now um, because it's, um, you know, like the editor's choice app of the week or whatever. Um, 
in the iTunes store and it's called Slayer and it's like one of those 8-bit video game type things and it's got like the controls on the bottom which are customizable and you earn things like um, uh, fame points or something like that. I'd have to go back and look. But um, so then you can like buy things and upgrades and little health bars and it, like all you do is like go back and forth with your dagger and then like jump around. Like you don't, it doesn't take any real skill, which is what I need <laughs> in a fun adventure video game. So, cause usually like I feel left out of the adventure video game because I can't, like, I just can't do it. Like Zelda's hard enough for me, like the original one. You yeah. know, and I love it. Like I love to play those and I'm just so bad that I end up giving up. And this one's just cute and fun. And the music is what, exactly what you think the music would be like. And, um, I like it. So, yeah, it's my new thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, mine is, is just another comic book series that I'm looking forward to. It's uh, Image Books, um, Tokyo Ghost. I think it's coming out in September. It's uh, Rick Remender's new series. and I just can't not think of... Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift when you say Tokyo Ghost. I'm sorry. I know I said it before, but yeah. it just makes me giggle. And uh, <clears throat> the art is going to be um, Sean Murphy, who... Is your fave. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it. there's been a lot of uh, previews of the art that have come out um, via Twitter and on online on comic book resources and stuff. And... Um, just it really looks amazing and i like a lot of remender's stuff um black science is one of my favorites uh right now still and um this one is just i mean the theme it's kind of the distraction and consequences of of technology and it's set in the kind of near future um in i guess it starts it sounds like it starts in la which is overrun by technology and you know environment is destroyed and corporations run the world all this stuff but um it makes its way to tokyo um technology has been kind of wiped out by this emp and um there's green stuff there and humanity is kind of flourishing in this one spot but um i don't know it the art I'm, I'm just a sucker for that, for that art. And I'm looking forward to, to reading that book. But, um, so that's probably gonna wrap up this episode. We have a, a, a new Facebook page that we put together yesterday. You say we, but really it was you, you do all the work on that stuff, which is nice for me. But. Yeah. But you know, I mean, basically we have, probably more platforms to push out our content than people who want to even hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we can be reached there now as well, but we have our Twitter account, um, at geek Chew and our Gmail geek Chew at gmail.com. And, um, obviously our, our website, mm -hmm. geek .com, And that's where you can download the pod or you can also get it, uh, subscribe to it. Uh, on iTunes. iTunes and Stitcher and uh, leave a rating, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Comments. Yeah. Suggestions. We are 
available. <laughs> um, but I guess that's going to just about do it for us. You have anything else? Nope. I'm, I'm done. Excellent. All right. Well, it was fun. It was smart. We liked it.